Welcome to the Not Your Average Joe Show. Joe Soto here, everyone. And we are excited today to have a JV expert with us, Charles Bird, who's going to talk to us about how to leverage high-value relationships and turn it into predictable income. Stay right with me. This is the Not Your Average Joe Show, where each week we bring you sales, marketing, and mindset strategies you need to get to your next level. And now, here's your host, international business mentor, Joe Soto. Hey, we've got Charles Bird with us. Welcome, Charles. Thank you, Joe. Pleasure to be here. I'm excited to have you on the show. Thanks for being my guest today. And you are definitely not average, so you qualify uh, to bring tons of value to this uh, audience here. We have um, some questions I want to get through. But first, why don't you give us a little backstory? Um, and before we even define joint ventures and we talk about that, a little backstory on you, if you would, because I know you're one of the leading experts in helping people uh, create and leverage JV relationships, but how'd this all get started for you? Sure. Well, uh, I worked in the Silicon Valley for 15 years. I was a director at a billion dollar software company, and I wanted all that sweet freedom I read about that entrepreneurs seem to have. So I left there, started my, my company with a low ticket productivity course, and got very good at marketing that through joint venture promotions. And I systematized the entire process using my project management and kind of IT background to create frictionless systems for um, managing uh, a high volume of relationships. And I love people and I love systems. And I brought the two together. I book two to six joint venture webinars and promotions per week for wow. my own products and services. And eventually, people wanted to know how I do that. And I was talked into creating my first event teaching this. It was a, It's an event called Pure JV. And I've been doing that ever since, running groups, consulting, um, just really helping people that have existing products or services scale with free joint venture traffic. Well, that's a great introduction. I have... Um a mentor named Harvey McKay you may know who he is. He wrote a book called dig your well before you're thirsty. And he's what I kind of coined that term. Everybody's been quoting him since then, but he, he says, and uh, I'll read his quote. He says, if I had to name a single characteristic shared by all truly successful people I've met over a lifetime, I'd say it is the ability to create and nurture a network of contacts. So, I call it alliance partnerships. Some people call it strategic partnerships. You refer to it as joint venture partnerships. Let's define it for everyone listening or watching today. What's what is a JV? What is what is it? What do you mean by it? Sure. So in the traditional business world, they can it can take on many different forms. In the internet marketing space, it's very common to have someone. I'll use an example from a recent uh, promotion I did. Basically. Brian Tracy's promoted me five times. We did uh, a webinar for his audience. So imagine someone who has uh, an audience that follows them for a specific reason, and you happen to have a product or service or message that's fully in alignment with why they follow that particular leader or expert. And the a common model is 
Uh, Brian sends out a few mailings inviting people to a free training that I put on for his audience. High value training, really actionable, juicy content. There's an offer at the end and of the revenue that comes in that is shared between the partner and and the host. And so that's kind of an example of a, a promotional partnership. But I'm also a huge fan of referral partnerships where you're sending each other, you're keeping eyes and ears open for other people to hook them up with their ideal clients and partners and integrated partnerships where you set up one deal that brings you traffic for years to come. And those those by far are my favorite. It's where you can uh, go down for, for lunch, be eating a sandwich and 10,000 hits PayPal from a deal you set up three years ago. It's a very good feeling. I, I had a similar experience. Uh, I was doing an affiliate uh, partnership with our friend, mutual friend, Roland Frazier. And he's, for those people listening or watching who don't know, he's one of the co-founders or uh, people behind digitalmarketer.com. And Roland had a uh, program that I know is exceptional. I'd went through it and was happy to uh, joint venture with him on it. And I had no idea. I'd sent a few emails promoting it, recommending it. And I had no idea that it, 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 it turned into a high five-figure commission account for me that was coming in. And I'm like, you know, I, I really had no idea until they were thanking me later for the, for the partnership that it had really gone that well and that so many people had pursued it. But when the offer is good and when the people that you're referring genuinely have value that they're giving to an audience, then you feel comfortable referring people, don't you? Yeah, and you're always looking for things that are in deep, true alignment. So uh, when I first was getting into the JV world, it's very easy to want to be eager for anyone who will promote you to say yes to it. But um, they only work when people follow a, a specific leader for a set of topics and yours is directly in line with those or very, very close. Because if... Uh, you know, maybe someone has a productivity audience, someone else has a fitness audience. There's people that that need help in those categories in each of those audiences. But if you were to do a joint venture between the two, it wouldn't go well because they don't follow that particular expert for that reason. So when you have something that's truly in alignment, it's providing a lot of value to uh, the people there, especially if the training's designed to be super actionable and give people tangible results out of the gate, and then give people a path to go further. And the reason it's valuable, I'll just give an example from this last group program that I ran. Um, I was sent sent a referral by uh, my friend Alex Mendozian, and um, that client sent me a referral to one of his top students, and she'd never done a joint venture before. She has a great course building done for you with you offer. Um, I taught her how to joint venture. She booked 11 partners in two and a half days that brought in 127 grand in eight weeks that she wow. would not have had otherwise. So it's, it's just really satisfying to find people with existing products and services. They're looking for a free and dependable traffic source and just hook them up, snap in the system and, and off they go. I love how you refer to it as snapping in a system because most people don't think of referrals or even 
uh, affiliates as a system that you'd follow. So, and you consistently go back to, no, it is a system and it's one that you could genuinely just snap right into your business. I know that I'm in the process of working on doing this for my own business, which is one of the reasons why you're here. I tend to bring on guests that I know I could use uh, the help from and also my audience will resonate with. So, um, selfishly, let's let's get into a few of these questions, maybe help out all of us, which is, what would you say are some of the steps that people could take to find strategic partners or JV partners? Sure. So it, it starts, number one, with uh, what your offer is, who it's suited for, knowing who your market is, who your ideal clients and audiences. Then look for the, the leaders in the industry that already have your ideal audience. Uh, they follow them for the the same benefits or related benefits that your product or service fit with. So again, using the Brian Tracy example, um, people follow him for sales input, productivity, high performance. And I happen to have two webinars and offers that are straight down that, that lane. So um, it's high value to his folks to get that input and and he's not going to run out and create the trainings on the topics that that I'm an expert on. So he's providing them value by doing it. And then the next step is, how do you get in their orbit? How do you get in a conversation to to even make that happen? Um, And we always want to work from our warmest connections. And as part of my joint venture system, it involves uh, a lot of introductions, coming in, going out, and so if there's someone you're looking to set up a, a strategic partnership or joint venture with, uh, take a look at who you may already know that's connected to them in some way. And then in a conversation with them, you can note uh, how you have something of value or useful to the other party to share and uh, set up intros. And we do this very systematically. In fact, Every joint venture leads to two or three more joint ventures because of the system that we put in place. It's, it's uh, doing debriefs after promotions to talk about what went well, what could be better, and other partners we should uh, introduce to each other or ideal clients. Um, and it, it just creates this slowly growing snowball that gets a lot of traction over time. Um, I did a, a JV. This, this uh, couple came through one of my Pure JV events. And they have an ideal audience for one of my offers. And I kept checking in, you know, you guys want to do a JV? And they were they were never ready because they were remodeling a house and then building a membership. And one day the phone rang and they're like, I'm ready. So they have over a million YouTube followers. We dropped a video on the channel. They mailed their list. Um, and I was actually selling a, a low ticket program on there. It was $197. And we did... 34k in an hour and a half. Um, So and then um, they introduced me to other YouTuber friends of theirs with big audiences. And it it just is self perpetuating. And we rebooked for for March. So it's it's a systematic way to grow your list, bring in waves of revenue from free traffic. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Well, I I like free. First of all, (laughs) free traffic. We spend a lot of money on free traffic for us and for our clients. I, you touch on something that um, resonates with me. Um, another thing that Harvey taught me years ago is that people aren't strangers if you've already met them. 
And the trick is to meet them before you actually would ever need them and before they would actually need you. So would you recommend that people reach out and make connections on LinkedIn? And if so, which I'm sure I'm assuming that's going to be one of the one of the ways, one of the tactics we get tactical. How do they stand out? Because everyone's trying to do some do this and everyone's trying to pitch everyone on, you know, for instance, on just through LinkedIn connections. So how does someone stand out and be different here? Yeah. So uh, LinkedIn is a path to do this. Facebook is certainly a path to do this, depending on your industry. But uh, for for those of us in the internet marketing space, there's a a ton of us on Facebook. So I'll just give a a few scenarios or examples. Let's, Let's say you're actually starting without much of a network. Like when I started, I didn't know anybody. Uh, I was starting really green. And um, so for one, uh, you could be in a LinkedIn group or a Facebook group uh, following a specific leader or a tool that's common in the industry, something like whatever, ClickFunnels or some other popular tool. And um, from there, you can look in a group like that for the the movers and shakers, people actually getting traction, people posting things that are providing value. And you can start liking their posts and making comments or asking a question or sharing something useful. And you're always looking for points of commonality, something someone maybe you both know, some event perhaps you were both at. Um, in fact, just as an example from uh, a recent meeting, I was on a, a mastermind call, actually, I think you were on it too, and uh, Hal Elrod was on there. And um, I've never actually spoken with, with Hal, but I just pinged him in the, in the chat of the Zoom, and I'm like, hey, you and I were both in Ryan Levesque's um, uh, mastermind Facebook group four and a half years ago. It's nice to see you here. And um, that progressed to booking a call. And next thing you know, he's adding me as a friend, books a call, and off you go. Um, yeah, in fact, Bill Barron, our uh, common friend and my business partner, is the exact same story. I uh, happened to be on a, a Zoom call, a group call that he was on. I've never, had never met him. But okay. I'm like, what's a point of commonality? Uh, well, I happen to know his previous business partner, Patrick. So I messaged him in the chat. I'm like, hey, I'm friends with Patrick. would love to jump on a call and get to know you. He's like, perfect. Next thing you know, I'm at his house. We're whiteboarding out all my offers and funnels. And you found out he lived near you. Yeah, he, he happens to live in the Bay and uh, invites me over to his, his place and then pings me a couple days later and he's like, let's partner. I'm like, Game on, let's do it. And it, it, it just involves um, reaching out. And from the very beginning, I did that. Um, and I'm friends with, with people from the very first event I've been to. I, it's, this is playing the long game, building deep long-term relationships. It's really satisfying. You, you did this with um, me and you talked about, um, sometimes it's just about giving introductions, right? And one of the strategies I teach in my courses is, is to go when you're on LinkedIn, that a differentiation strategy is just simply to reach out to people you want to connect with. Or, and it can be a direct prospect or somebody that has a lead into maybe who your prospect could be. There's a, there's a market and there's a referral market, and you want to kind of be on the radar of both. And I, my, I've been saying this since like 2011, and not enough people do this, which is just reach out and say, 
if there's anyone in my network that you could use an introduction to, feel free to let me know. And I'm happy to do an intro. And that's it. You know, what most people do is they connect on LinkedIn and they start pitching. Oh, thanks for taking my connection. And by the way, can we book a call? Do you know anybody that would need this? And here's my new software product. Would you like to see a demo? It's like, oh my gosh, I don't even know who the person is. And they're just coming at you like a shark. So just that alone is a differentiation. It comes natural for you. you you're like, oh, you do introductions. I'll do introductions for you. But you did that for me as well. And you said, Joe, there's a couple of people I'd love to introduce you to. And you just did it. And you asked if I'd be interested in those introductions first, of course. And I said, yes. But there's a lot of people out there that may want or appreciate an introduction to somebody that you'd have in your network. And everybody is networked with someone who can probably help somebody else, right? So how can you be that conduit between those two people? And then you'll, by nature of just being that connector, may be seen in a different light, particularly of one of value. And so I just wanted to point that out because you say it very nonchalantly, Charles, but it's something that I want people to take to heart, that it's part of your DNA. And it wasn't always. That was a learned trait that's now second nature but it wasn't it wasn't always that way like um earlier on you feel like uh <laughs> you feel like you're gonna bug people by you know getting in their space or pinging them or following up but i've turned it into a very systematic approach and it's it's connecting with people and listening to what their goals are who their ideal clients are what their mm. offers are and you're doing two things in this conversation. Number one, you're you're coming in with uh, an air of service. How can I provide value and service? So you're listening to ways you can do that while you're also assessing, um, is this an ideal JV partner? Are they an ideal client? Are they an ideal referral partner? Uh, so, and then it's providing value first. If they describe their ideal client and you happen to have just hung up the phone off your last call to their ideal client, then offer an introduction or an ideal partner. Um, it's that habit of listening and providing value first. And just in doing so, uh, ref waves of referrals come in. Joint ventures, again, I'm booking two to six a week. It's not uncommon to get nine referrals a week. Because you're providing others so much value up front, digging the well before you're thirsty. And uh, we can also talk about how to stay in touch with people as you connect with them and, and time continues to move ahead. Well, let's transition to that because I'd love to hear how, how your methods or systems for staying in touch. And so because most people don't even think to have a system that they, they don't they don't sit there and go, I need to have a system or some sort of method or formula for staying in touch and following up with people, but you do. Yeah. And again, this was learned. I, I, uh, I felt weird pinging people out of the blue, but I was, I was at an event several years ago and ran into a friend of mine, Robert Michon. And we were, we talked for like two and a half hours and he was like, Hey, if I ever come to mind, just ping me. And I was thinking, well, what if he's in the middle of a, like, you don't know what someone's up to and you don't want to, bother them. But I was like, you know what, I'm going to just try this approach with everybody. So um, as people come to mind throughout the day, uh, the reason they're coming to mind is something reminded you of them. Maybe you did come across their ideal client, maybe an article on something they're really into popped in front of your screen. So 
these give us an opportunity to stay in touch. And it's such a <laughs> second nature habit at this point. I'll be waking up, brushing my teeth and look down and I've already texted two people to, to check in. It's, it's maintaining uh, a relationship over time, digging the well before you're thirsty. So you have a true connection and uh, interaction with folks. So you're not just showing up when maybe you have a, a product launch and they haven't heard from you in two years. They're not going to be very into uh, supporting that. But if, if you've been providing value, sending referrals, sending intros, people will go out of their way to support you when, when you're doing the, your big promotion. And I noticed that you use a lot of different tools. So you will ping me with a combination of things, you know, whether it's Voxer or text or sending a Vidyard video email. You use a lot of different tools. Is there a reason why you kind of use this? Is it to stand out or is it because you're just, you just are a systems guy? <laughs> well, I am a systems guy, but um, I do it for two reasons. Let's use video as an example for keeping in touch and following up. And I want to give you credit because um, after seeing my uh, little intro process, you did the same thing and you nailed it. It was, it was really cool to watch. Um, so I do that for two reasons. Number one, it stands out more. It's more interesting. A ton of the communication is happening in a nonverbal way. Um, you know, you, you can't uh, project as much emotion um, just, just through text. And so the other secret to it is it's faster. It's way easier. I don't, um, I don't love writing emails, uh, but sending a voice memo and Facebook Messenger, sending a, a video or text, it's actually way faster. You can get, get things out faster. And when, like, when you're in back-to-back -back meetings and you have three or four minutes in between, it's great to just be like, hey, Joe, checking in on XYZ. Um, and it, it's a faster way to connect, more efficient, and is better received. So it's kind of a, a trifecta of goodness. <laughs> I, I, um, I'm a good student. So seeing and modeling what you do and then hearing you teach it a couple of times and you're sharing it here, using a tool like Vidyard or Hippo Video, there's a lot of different tools out there. Loom is free and they just upgraded their free platform. Even it's even cooler as of yesterday. I think it was. Oh, nice. Um, some people don't know that, but the, I've done it. I even did it this morning. I woke up and went, Oh, I got to do a quick video introduction with these two people. And, but here's what was cool is that one of the people I did it with uh, a couple of days ago messaged me and said, and, and they're there. I wasn't trying to impress them. I was just doing the, I was trying to be more efficient. And also I know it stands out a little more when it's video based on watching you do it. But this person responded was like, that's really cool. And, and unfortunately, most people don't do that, but it got my attention and they just, they love it. It's, it's cool. So it's, has a, it has a wow effect when you're doing video intros. I teach do video assessments and video audits um, for prospecting, but doing video intros. So here's what I did. I actually did this similar in a LinkedIn message too. I actually recorded a video, posted it in my LinkedIn message as a reply to this the last person I offered to, to uh, share my network with or to and make introductions. And my video said the same thing, kind of reiterating it. And this person ended up saying, um, can I come on your show? Can I, 
they started, then they start coming to you. Right. And the nice part of, and I've done that now with, with uh, about a half a dozen people since kind of learning it from you. So I appreciate the tool. Most um, everyone's trying to rack their brain for how do I stand out when I am trying to make a connection? And the, the answer is, well, make a real connection then. And you can do it better through video because they can see your face, your expressions. They can hear your sincerity and your authenticity. And you can just be you. Um, so let's talk about um, some of the habits that can bring you, know, bring you th- these relationships to fruition. Because it's one thing to make connections but and, and to follow up. But what else does somebody need to do to turn it into a JV opportunity? Sure. So typically, the, the person will have been referred to you by another partner or by an existing client. So they're, mm-hmm. you're, you're coming in warm with, with that authority. Now, if you don't have that established yet, um, you certainly can reach out to people uh, directly. Uh, let's say you are in a LinkedIn group or Facebook group. Um, after you see, again, who's, who's getting traction in the group, uh, you can start interacting with them. And I actually had someone uh, in the Philippines follow this. He heard me on a show or something. Next thing you know, I start seeing all these likes in my social media. And I'm like, oh, who's this guy? Who's this guy? And then like two days later, I get a, a message and he's like, hey, uh, I build funnels and I'd love to help you with this funnel for, for free. And, and uh, so he's, he's listening. He's just copying everything I said to do. He's He's uh, getting on my radar. He's opening with providing value first, asking for nothing. And, uh, you know, a week later, I'm on a call with him and he's like, wow, <laughs> this works. In fact, I, uh, I had a, a student that um, he, he went through the program and I, I was doing a bunch of traveling. So I wasn't on top of uh, all my email and because it was 18 cities over 20 weeks speaking and and he sends me this video he's like i'm in the module of your course where it says people will reply if you send them a video so i'm trying it and i see it i'm like immediately hey what's up (laughs) like it uh it just stands out uh and it's always providing value that could be an intro and um intros done correctly are massively valuable for both parties and so both both parties are thrilled at the connection because the only reason you're pairing them is because there's a great reason to be pairing them. And so it just it, it creates this wake of goodwill in front of you so that when you call someone, they pick up on the first ring. Um, when you email, they reply because it's the difference in if someone's calling you and you see the caller ID do you think they're about to hit you up for a favor or do you think they're about to hook you up? And uh, it's totally different psychology. If Joe Polish calls you right now, are you going to answer that? Yes. Hell yeah, you're going to answer that. Um, And so it's it's that philosophy. Just be of so much value to the people around you that um, uh, (laughs) you've probably heard me say this before, but this system brings so much opportunity. I feel like I'm in Scrooge McDuck's money pit and I only have so many hands in pockets. It's like the opportunities are crazy. Well, that's the abundance thinking that I like on the show. And it's also part of what makes you not so average because you're thinking 
abundantly. And I want to really encourage everyone to listen to the mindset that Charles has because he, you know, you, you make it seem very effortless, but you, you have a proven system for doing this. Um, and you're sharing a lot of insight into that here. You have something that you call that everybody here could use. And keeping in mind that a lot of my audience are people that have coaching or consulting or agency businesses, and this could be really valuable to them on the onset of conversations that they have with potential clients. And that is something you call the invisible pitch. Would you mind sharing that technique with the group, with the, with the people here? Sure. And I want to preface, I want to preface this with, I had to reverse engineer what I was doing that was working so well. It's, it's not like I woke up and thought of this. I had to come up with, Hey, what are you doing? That seems to work so well. And here's, here's the, here's the premise. Um, we want to infuse the conversation with momentum, um, kind of create, uh, pillars for common outcomes from calls you have, uh, while also where, where you're able to positioning your authority in the space. Uh, I'll give you two examples. I'll give you kind of a, a more lofty one, and then I'll give you one if, if I was doing this from, from day one. So you'll have two to work with here. But um, if you... Uh, if we jumped on the phone and, and this is, it's called the small talk is the big talk. It's basically when people are just like jumping on a zoom call, you're first figuring out where people live in the world and, and what they're up to. They haven't dropped into down to business mode. They're still in small talk mode. And so uh, the invisible pitch is something like we, we get on the call and you're like, Hey Charles, how are you? I'm like, Joe, I'm doing awesome. My, uh, my fifth group program kicked off yesterday. We have three times the students we've ever had. Um, I'm coming on the Joe Soto show later today, and I'm also curating a, a group to go to Necker Island in March. Um, so I'm, I'm quite stoked. How are you? So, awesome. Yeah, basically things like that, they, they show you have traction, they show you have momentum, they show you're working with, phenomenal people. Like if I tell you, I'm thrilled because I booked my fifth promo with Brian Tracy, you no longer feel you have to vet me. If I'm working with someone like Brian Tracy, and for the fifth time, there's a damn good reason for it. And so in your head, you're like, well, vet, check. So that's one of the methods. Um, like I'll get on the phone with someone I've never met before, usually through a warm intro. And uh, I'll have a webinar booked with them within 20 minutes without them ever seeing any of my stuff. And that's one of the, one of the techniques behind it. Um, now, let's, let's dial that back. If you're not hanging out with Richard Branson, no problem. Uh, let's say you're just starting fresh and you want to employ this. So, and by the way, it doesn't always have to be work things. It could be, um, <laughs> actually, this is- It can be family one. lifestyle things. Yeah. In fact, this is from this morning. So this is a, a perfect example. I'm just launching a photo. And this is my 12-year-old daughter this morning. She reads copywriting books. And so this is a shot from this morning. Keep calm and let the copywriter handle it. She's, she's reading um, an hour a day of these copywriting books. So 
You could start the call. That's incredible, by the way. How old is she? <laughs> she's 12. Okay, she's... I'm going to start. My 12 and older are now are going to be start. I'm going to pull down my copy copywriting books and put it on their desk. <laughs> yeah, it, it's fun. So again, let's pretend not a lot going on, but we want to infuse a call with momentum that drives toward an outcome. So like, Charles, how's it going? I'm like, great. I just got back from my morning run. The California fresh air is awesome. My daughter's been cranking through these copywriting books, which is crazy because she's 12. And I'm thrilled because I have this pilot program, never been launched before. We're doing a beta pilot of it. And I, I can't wait to start hearing student feedback so I can start booking joint ventures with this next month. So we're showing, we're taking action. Cool things are going down. Um, and you just planted the seed about you want to be booking joint ventures next month. And you have a program that's ramping up to be able to do that. Now, you're not asking them to promote it, but you're planting the seed about it. And, uh, and more often than not, even I did a, a challenge. Everyone's doing challenges. I, I had the human lead magnet challenge. We had 25 partners on board. And here's a, a rather crazy fact. I didn't even try to get those partners on board. I was just in conversations and they're like, what are you up to? I'm like, hey, we're, we're doing this challenge. It's the first time. Ha- haven't done it before, but the goal is to help people reconnect with people in their network, previous clients, this and that. And that's all I said. And they're like, oh, my audience would love that. Can we mail for it? Sure. Yeah, you can mail for it. So um, just planting that positive uh, momentum related topics. Um, l- let them see the excitement of things you're passionate about. And I also like things that are very current, things happening, uh, you know, in the last week or coming up in the next week or two, because uh, things that are current have more emotional relevance. I, I love that. And I really like the human lead magnet story. So this is a good transition to that. What is a human lead magnet? Okay. I know it's um, part of your system and part of what you teach, but obviously yeah, well, we can't dive into all the how do you become one, but what is one? Sure. Well, uh, credit to Marisa Murgatroyd for coming up with that um, love, name for her. me. Uh, <laughs> so being a human lead magnet means you're connecting with people and you're doing it in a way that's, providing them value. So they want to be around you. They want to help you. They want to share you with their audiences. And so, yeah, being a human lead magnet means uh, leading with value first and uh, people are drawn toward you. Toward but you're the adventure. value, not just what you're offering is the value. In other words, your expertise, your, um, you know, the, your, your value, your experience, your knowledge base, that becomes the value add, not necessarily what a traditional lead magnet might be, which is, well, he has access to this really great resource he's put together. No, it's him. It's her. Right. Because here's, here's part of the magic too. If we get on a call and it's clear, uh, maybe there's not a, a great client match and let's clear there's maybe not a good joint venture match. Yeah. You can still provide value. Um, I, I've got a, a fun story about that from, a JV call. This was several years ago. Uh, someone introduced me to a guy who teaches language programs. Got on the phone. It was pretty 
pretty quick to figure out there wasn't a great alignment. And we both could have hung up and been like, okay, well, thanks, bye. Instead, said, who would be an ideal partner or client for you? And we both did that for each other. And he introduced me to Dr. Mativier. I lined up a joint venture with him. His business partner was Jonathan Levy. I invited him to be on my show. Then he had me on his show. And then a month or two later, he's introducing me to Joe Polish, who I helped with his systems and connections for five months. And he introduced me to Evan Pagan. And that was from one JV call that wasn't going anywhere. So by providing value first, you become a human lead magnet. And it, it's, it's a slowly growing snowball. It just keeps uh, the opportunities never end and they get bigger and bigger every time. You know, and speaking of Evan, and we're both part of this weekly mastermind group with him called the Visioneers, but we um, had something in common in that I had studied and learned from one of his mentors, uh, Wyatt Whitsmall, who was my guest a few episodes back on the show. And he says to me one time on, I had interviewed him as, as part of a JV affiliate program. There's Wyatt's book right there. And I had interviewed Evan and Evan says to me at the end of the interview, he says, uh, is there anything I can do for you or anybody I can introduce you to or help you? And I said, you know, uh, there is, I would really love to someday meet Wyatt Woodsmall, who I know you has been a mentor to you for many years. And he said, well, where do you live again? I told him, I said, I live here in Northern Virginia. And he says, well, he lives 30 minutes from you. And I said, what? He says, he lives 30 minutes from you. I'll, I'll set, I'll do an email introduction and you, why don't you take him to lunch or something? And that's exactly what I did. And that has led us to, um, we did our own challenge together called the mental wealth challenge back in May. We did, um, a significant amount of sales in that free challenge because we had some really valuable products that people could ultimately get if they wanted and chose to. We are creating a course together that is based on the book that you just held up. So that all comes from, you know, and it didn't come out of thin air, right? It doesn't just drop in my lap. Evan didn't wake up one day saying, I'm going to hook him up with, with uh, Wyatt. I had to ask, I had to have the courage to ask, which I think some people might lack that courage. And I want to bring that up here in a moment um, for that intro. But I didn't ask for anything until I had first given tremendous value to Evan. And I did it in a couple of different forms. One was I was an affiliate for him offering his product to my audience, which was, I knew was going to help them. So I have no problem referring anything that's going to help my audience. And then I had interviewed him on, on my, um, for my YouTube channel at the time. I didn't have a show, but then I asked, right? So, and, it, and I didn't really ask until he said, what would you like to ask for? Right. But if you don't plant those seeds ahead of time, you don't really see the fruits of your labor. And I, you also have to have the right intention. So two things here just came to mind. One is courage to ask and making sure you're setting the right intention. So things come back to you the way it, sh way it could if you genuinely just give without the expectation of reciprocity. Yeah, I, I, I love that. That's, that's powerful. And uh, I want to tell a brief story that uh, shows how going out of your way can be insanely worth it. And then also always looking for an array of ways to support someone. And so um, even though Joe Polish had uh, pinged Evan about me a few times, I hadn't met him. I hadn't met him and I hadn't talked to him. 
And uh, last year, I was at Burning Man, and I knew where Eben was camping, and I had some other friends there. So I go out of my way to go to where he's hanging out. He happened to be speaking right when I came in the camp, which was cool. Didn't have to hunt him down. And um, then I stayed after to chat with him. We chatted for like 15 minutes. He'd never met me before. And um, then we we set up a 15-minute call for later. The 15-minute call lasted 50 minutes. And he's like, okay, we need to meet again, but this time with my whole team. And I was helping them get heavyweight partners for their launch. And then after that, Eben featured me as his JV expert in his virtual coach program, um, invited me to a five-day mastermind with him and Annie in LA, invited me to the Visioneers. And by the way, like that event in LA even, I noticed they didn't have a photographer and I happened to like photography. So I offered to take photos of the event for them. Again, just looking for ways to were provide you, value. Wait a minute, talk to interrupt for a second. Were you at were you at the Sheraton for the virtual coach event? I was there for the the mastermind and then stayed for one day of the event. Yeah. Okay. Were, I was there with, with Wyatt at the event. No way. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah. and then and then like again, just finding the little ways to provide value yeah. and then Eben invited me to the Visioneers Mastermind, which is like the industry's most amazing people. Um, and you and I wouldn't be talking today if I hadn't taken the extra time to go meet Eben to find ways to provide value. Uh, it's all a chain reaction that just leads to amazing things. So uh, again, go out of your way to provide value. Go out of your way to connect and... Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't even be partners with Bill Barron today if I hadn't have done that. So it, these little decisions, they all lead and connect to other bigger things. And it's very beautiful to to watch. OK, lastly, let's talk a little bit about having a, some diversity in your network. You know, you alluded to this earlier when I uh, when I had when my agency focused primarily on restaurants for a while. Um, how we launched that, how we got into dozens and dozens of restaurants to be able to be their, their marketing partners and agency for their res restaurant marketing and restaurant groups so quickly. At one time, we had over 50 on a monthly retainer to put some, get, shed some light. This is 2000, uh, end of 2014 to 2016. And was, was, I didn't, I wanted to cult I cultivated these 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 partnerships, these referral partnerships with people who who had restaurants as clients. So I went and found out who is selling them credit card processing and payroll services, who's their wine vendor and their beer vendor, and who's their um, who sells them their knife sharpening tools, and who sells them, you know, all these different things. Uh, another one was their POS systems. There's a, there's a salesperson for NCR that might sell their Aloha systems, and there's um, I've, I, there was one person who specialized in selling insurance to restaurants who became part of my kind of referral partnership network. And I offered them commission for referrals, but to, you know, that, but they wouldn't have referred me if they didn't feel like I could take care of their clients for them when it came to marketing. So we had, I had this system set up without even knowing I was doing this. And 
I mean, I knew that's what I was doing. So I didn't want to have to cold call. Right. But I didn't think of it as having a system that I was putting in place for that for my agency business. But that resulted in, you know, millions of dollars in revenue for, for our business because those relationships became so valuable. And, so, and some of them are still dear friends today. One of them I'm going to lunch with on Friday. So and I don't even market to restaurants anymore. I'm just friends. Right. And he'd reached out and said, let's do lunch. And I still keep those relationships. You never know where it can lead next. So um, there's an old saying that if everyone in your network is the same as you, then it isn't a network. It's an anthill. I think that might be a Harvey <laughs> McKay line as well. I, I um, like that. I love that because diversity is important. So talk a little bit about, there's a long way to ask, talk a little bit about network diversity, because I know you're networked with a very diverse group of people. Sure. So, well, couple quick things while I, I answer that. One, one of my dear friends, Jay Facet, he talks about upstream and downstream partners. So uh, one thing that's great to do for whatever your product or service is, is look who is cranking out your ideal customer so you can get, uh, create an integrated partnership where they're sending you your ideal folks. So just as an example, and we'll get to the diversity part, is... Um, Let's say someone's teaching course building. Well, I, I specialize in teaching joint ventures and getting free traffic and referrals. So connecting with people upstream from me where they're sending me folks that now have existing products or services, now they're looking for traffic. And then look who's downstream from you. Again, Jay Facet's idea. Um, who, after you help them, uh, what's the next obvious step for them? So building those relationships up and downstream and it's it's interesting because that diversity of network, both like I used to go to a lot of events, speak all over the world, and of course, all these joint venture partnerships and interests coming in all the time. So you end up meeting people in a lot of different verticals. And instead of just going, well, they don't do exactly what I need, so then they fall off your mental radar uh, what I do is track all of those verticals, track all of those experts so that later if I'm chatting with you and you have a specific need, maybe a new book's coming out and you want to get on some podcasts, I have 50 podcasters I could introduce you to. Or if you're looking for a finance person or a launch expert or a, a traffic person, of course, you're fantastic at that. Um, but point being, just keeping tabs of who the what people are great at, who's world-class at it. And then um, oddly, by doing that, I, I didn't set out to do this, but I've s several of these going on. I had a, a company in the COVID testing space that approached me to help them raise $10 million in VC funding. And oddly, it's not intimidating at all. It's a couple of phone calls. And because building these relationships over time, knowing who the go-to people are in different topics, including VC, investing, all of that. Um, it it uh, makes it easy to connect the dots for others, get them to where they want to go faster, and you can easily build yourself into those opportunities on the way. So everyone's winning. Awesome. I love it. Thank you so much, Charles. This has been awesome. How do you have something special for the listeners and our viewers today? That you're gonna uh, that you're gonna give give them for free, which is I just found out about by the way prior to this conversation. Do you mind sharing with how do people get in touch with you and what can they what can they uh, where can they get more 
more information from you. You have you have a URL I'm going to share. Sure. Yeah. So joint ventures have a a few different components to them, and I I wanted to kind of simplify and show what those things are so you can visually see them. And I I have a mind map of the elements of successful joint ventures. It's mindmap.purejv.com. That's the URL, mindmap.purejv.com. And if you'd like to shoot me and and the team an email, you can use success at purejv.com and uh, get in touch with us that way. Um, The mind map is going to be a useful resource for you. And if if you want to, uh, (laughs) Justin, mind officially blown. Mind officially blown. (laughs) Ken Wald says, Charles is such a good dude. Um, And you should probably be on Ken's show. He's got breakthrough walls. I've, I I've him been on, on Breakthrough Walls. It's, uh, oh, okay. it's, it's, it's a good time. Ken's, Ken's got a great network. Um, so, yeah, that, the mind map will give you a, a lovely overview of the elements of a successful joint venture. The beauty of this is it's, it's systematic. It's all about providing value and connecting. It's highly rewarding because as you help other people get traction serving their clients, um, it's this positive ripple effect that keeps getting amplified because you're going one to many and it's a free traffic source. So it's, it's a beautiful thing. So again, for those listening, it's mindmap.purejv.com. That's right. Well, there you have it, everyone. If this wasn't a opportunity, I had, I had, I took notes. I took notes alongside my notes. Um, (laughs) I had pre-notes and then I took notes. So as always, uh, Charles, this has been invaluable. I, thanks for taking so much extra time with us today. Um, it's Justin says it's like the movie, A Beautiful Mind. Um, I see in the comments here. That's right, which is a great movie, by the way. I love that movie. Um, thanks so much for being my guest and being on here. And I hope people get your uh, go to the mindmap.purejv.com and, and get in touch with Charles and you know he's a giver there's givers and takers in this world it's a great book by the way give and take and uh, Charles is a giver and um, and we we appreciate and love him so thank you so much everyone for listening all right see everyone tune in next week for the not your average Joe show with international business mentor Joe Soto 